Hola, this is Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions, and you're listening to Without Your Head. of decapitation without your head i'm nasty neil and i'm joined by chava cartas the director of tenants which is screening at the ola mexico film festival in the nocturnal lineup it's gonna be playing june 2nd and june 5th it's uh, very cool to have you here hello how are you all thank you for inviting me to your program i'm happy yeah it was very exciting so i saw tenants i really enjoyed it and is uh Inquil- How do you say the uh, the original name for the of the type of the movie? It says Inquilinos. Yeah. So is that Inquilinos? Still- yeah. Inquilinos. Is that still the uh, title in Mexico? They just changed the name uh, for English. Yeah. No. The title in Mexico is Inquilinos. Yeah. Right. Just, just, just they changed. The- As a matter of fact, they changed the name just for the for the publicity back of the of the festival. Of the Ola Film Festival, and they put the tenants. But yeah, it's Inquilinos, then the 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 theater of the of the movie. Yeah. So um, so how did you get involved in uh, Inquilinos tenants? It, it, it it was like uh, a couple of years ago. This producer called me and said that he got this movie that they wanted me to direct it. Uh, and it was it was in Inquilinos. It was this uh, another movie called Treintona Soltera Fantastica. So we start working on that, on that film, that film, and then one night we were like in the pre-production of the, of the well, preparing the whole thing of that movie. He said to me that I, I got a script that you're gonna love it, man. It's like it's like our movie, and and then I I, I was and I, okay, let, let me read let me read it. I don't know if I if I can do another movie because I'm not you know big fan of the horror movies as well. Mm-hmm. So then 
she, she gave me the, the script and I read it. I said, man, this is a great script. I really love to shoot it and I really love to direct it. So because it's like not this big horror movie, you know, it's like having different kinds of of temas, I would say, uh, of, of way to, to see it. Because mm -hmm. here in Latin America, we have a lot of, you know, la brujería and, and all these things about, uh, how do you say brujería? Like, mm, well, about ma magicians and, and, and witches and all that, uh, the, I don't say how to say brujería, but in English. Yeah, I'm not sure either. So. But, okay, it's like it's like like this 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 men that 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 kill their like chickens and and they do like work for you know for you can be in love or, or you, you know all, all kind of things that we have back in Latin America a lot. Okay, and many people believe believe in that, and all people don't believe in that. So we we start to to work on the on the movie, and, and he said to me, okay, what about we don't we shoot the both movies, you know. So it was kind of like 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 a big thing because I prepared the two movies at the same time. I I shoot the two movies back in Guadalajara, well, in Guadalajara, Mexico. So I shoot first Inquilinos, and then one week later I shoot the other movie. That was insane, but it was so so uh, like a lot of uh, pressure. But I loved you know the stress and and, and to shoot this this horror movie because. Uh, it was like in, in this awesome place back in Guadalajara, that mm. was the location. And, and, and we just goes in there, the, we, we call here, uh, like, I don't know how to say back, but like this neighborhood, you know? Mm -hmm. and, like and, and we say, uh -huh, this yeah. green big building that it was like, like old and, and everything happens down there. So uh, it was like great to, to, to work with with my actors, with, with Eric Elias and with Danny Perea. They're uh, very good actors here in Mexico. And, and, and I love the movie, you know. It was a like, really good experience shooting it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed it myself. And did you know the writers before the movie? Uh, Juan Carlos and uh, Angelico Guido, uh, Gudino? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. That was the, 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 the thing is that when I, was, I read this script and I say to the, to the producer, Pedro, mm -hmm. Pedro, you you need to give the other the other script the one of the Torres of Fantastica that is a chick flick, please <laughs> give it that, that script to, to these guys because they are so so good, so so the, he but fin finally they they write the script of the Torres of Fantastica as well. I didn't know them, I just mm -hmm. wrote them the, the script and say these guys are amazing. So I, I thought that they were like you know like big uh, like adult people not all that not not that young mm -hmm. so older than they that, that they are so when i meet them i say oh my god this god these guys because they uh, they are like mm, if you say them it's, it's like a couple and and they're like very young and mm -hmm. very quiet and i say oh my god everything that he that they got is in his head you know what i mean <laughs> so so <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, the script, and I mean, we start to work together, and they start to tell me about all this. They, they hold they, they went to all like a different, different uh, uh, way to, to how you say to investigate, investigar. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to 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 recollect, to recollect histories and things. So they start to make the script. So it was like like real, real interesting. Yeah. So um, since you weren't a big horror movie fan. Uh, did they give you any advice on, you know, how to shoot a horror movie or did you go and watch, uh, uh, older horror movies to get like some idea of, you know, how to make it? Right. You know, 
I'm a I'm a movie lover. So mm-hmm. the, the the I don't watch a lot of horror movies, but I I watch the horror movies like you know like I love Rob Zombie like like Rob Zombie movies. The the House of the Ten Thousand Carbs. I love The Devil You Reject. Then then I I, I love Sinister. I don't know how to say that that in English with 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 Ethan Hawke. Sinister, something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so so I so I saw. I, I I saw a lot of terror, and then when I when I start to do the to prepare to the the pre-production of the movie, mm-hmm. I start to see a lot of movies. And and Pedro, Pedro Lopez, the producer, mm-hmm. loves the horror movies. So he was like all time with me and said, "You gotta see this, you gotta see that one." And and, and I start to okay, okay. It was like like, like real fun because after that, I love to shoot horror movies, you know. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and and it's it's a it's a great and it's so so hard and difficult to to direct horror movies the timing is it's gotta be like perfect uh, you cannot move the camera before or after uh and and then everything is like so so perfect so exacto that is great it's it's, it's real really hard mm-hmm. uh are, are horror movies big in mexico sorry sorry what are, are horror movies are they popular in mexico yeah they're very popular very very popular uh, and it's like you know if you shoot a horror movie, the the people really love love it. You know, even if it's not that good, you know what mm-hmm. I mean. It's like yes. it, it's a, it's a very fine way to to bring people to to cinema than with horror movies with horror history. So here in Mexico, we really shoot a lot of horror movies. Some mm-hmm. some some great ones, some not that great. You know, but yeah, it's, yeah, yeah the, the Mexican loves loves horror movies. Yeah, I saw Tigers Are Not Afraid a couple of years ago. I thought that was excellent out of Mexico. Yeah, right. Yeah, we have we have a couple of ones that is very good. We have another one that called um, something. It was like about about cannibals, you know, and it was mm-hmm. about cannibals here in, in one of the most popular neighborhood of Mexico. It was that that was great too. Yeah, we have we have yeah we have good movies, good good horror movies. Mm-hmm. So, um, so your movie's going to be at the the Ola Mexico Film Festival. Had you ever been there before, either a movie there or just been there yourself? No, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, last year I, I went down there with the Trentona Sotere Fantastica one, mm-hmm. uh, and then this year I'm going to be with two movies with with Inquilinos and with another one that I shoot uh, that calls Mis Reyes contra Godines. It, it's like a, a comedy. And because Mireyes is like like fancy people, you know, mm-hmm. and Godines are like the, the the people that work nine to five. Mm-hmm. And oh, I'm cool! Gonna be down, I'm gonna be down there with with both movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy to be down there. I, I love it. Yeah. So when you're at a festival, because I just started doing festivals myself, um, do you um, do you get to know other filmmakers or other people in movies, and maybe you know get to work with them? Yeah, that's a great that's a great thing about festivals, you know. Because mm-hmm. you went down there and you just see a lot of different movie makers and 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 all all these these ah, reunions and parties and so it's great. It's the best way to you know to connect with people that do it the same of you, like the, the movie mm-hmm. makers all yeah. around the world. And I and I I have like a really well yeah I've been in in Italy like three months ago in a, in another festival a big oh, wow. one. And I, 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 it was like awesome, and I, I were, went there with, uh, with with Mireya Contralinas as well. So, so it like like real cool to be down there, you no, know, to be in the, in the festivals and 
and and all the people you met down there is like a big like a big uh, I cannot say party it's like uh, like how to say uh, it's like a community yeah and, cele and celebrate the, the, the movie business so, so it's great and 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 all I love film festival I, I love to do, like it's gonna be my second year down there and mm -hmm. I really want to go down I really want to go yeah now before you started making movies had you ever been out of Mexico had you been to Italy in the United States no, I, before I started movies, um, yeah. sorry, sorry, what, what, what was the question? I was just wondering, before you made movies, had you been to the United States and Italy and other countries? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I travel a lot. I, I love to travel. But but in, in the, the thing that, I, that we do, the movie industry, you, mm -hmm. you, can, you can travel more, you know? Like, like the first time I went to New York, I went to shoot a, 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 a movie down there. It was like, well, uh, oh, nice. yeah, future down there. And then, but I love I love California, and I and, and I love to to ride bike, motorcycle. So mm -hmm. I, I ride a lot. Of, I ride with my bike like all the way to California, all the way to the states. And then, as, yeah, I've been in, in Hero before I started with the, the movie things. But then, then I come back, you know, with with doing doing shooting by shoot back in Barcelona, and then mm -hmm. the state, I shoot in different places, and that in South America. Yeah, the, the, that's the great things about my job. I, that you can shoot around the world, and that's great. Yeah. So uh, what kind of audience is at the Ola Mexico uh, Film Festival? Is it mostly Spanish-speaking people, audience, or is it a mixture? I think it's a mixture, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I, um, it, was, it was kind of, of great, the, the Q&A. Well, that's the experience I got last year. Because it was a, a lot of Americans and a lot of Mexicans and, and productions, uh, producers. I mean, mm -hmm. producers, uh, people from the from the industry, from the movie industry, and 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 then a lot of of Latinos that goes to see the the well the movies in speaking Spanish, you know. But uh, it was it was great to to have this Q and A and and speak with people from the states and from the United States and people from from all all Latin America. So it, it, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of great. Yeah. Now you mentioned the two uh, the two main cast members are great actors and they were really good in it. Had you worked with them before, or was the first movie you worked with them? With Eric Elias was the first time, yeah. But with Danny Perea, no. With Danny Perea, I, I had the chance to to direct him to direct her. Sorry, mm -hmm. uh, in different. Well, I, I was uh, was like two TV series back in Mexico. Once it was in that El Dandy, it's for Sony, and and then the other one was. Uh, um, Rosario Tijeras, I did like an, another TV series back you know, from here from Mexico, mm -hmm. and it was like, like the third time I worked with with with, with Danny, and it, she, she starts very very young as a, as an actress in mm -hmm. this movie called Temporada de Patos. It was like a a thriller movie from Enke, another uh, Mexican director, and she was like 14 years old, something like that, when, he, when she started. So he's an actress, like, he's a really good actress. And, 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 and then with Eddie Elias, it was the first time that, 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 I, that I worked with him. Mm -hmm. What was it about him that you thought uh, made him uh, good for Damien? It was like, I didn't know him, and then this Pedro called me and said, Pedro, the producer, he said, okay, listen, I, I saw this guy in that short film, and uh, I think he can do the, the Damien part. What if you could like give it a try with him and give him a cut and meet him in a cast? And I said, okay, yeah, sure, why not? Why not? Because I was like, we were looking for him, we were for, for Damien, and, and I didn't have it like real. I, I have a couple, a couple of uh, ideas, but 
but I didn't have like somebody like, oh, you can be that. So we were, I went to, to, to this casting, casting house. That's, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. Where we are. And, and I meet him there. And, and then he, he, we were like talking about it. And I said, okay, this is a horror movie. And, and, and he said, Chava, it's going to be like a lot of FX in the movie. Like we have, we're going to have a lot of VFX in the movies. And I said, no, that, that's a very good question to, to an actor, you know, that is interested in that part of the movie. Why you ask me that? And he said, because it's kind of, you know, we don't have this love, like big budget to do big movie, VFX things. And I, and, and, and that's why it's like, I, I want to know if this movie is that kind of one of the VFX, a lot of, and I said, no, no, man. That's one of the biggest things that I love about the movie that is, we don't have VFX, we don't have everything happens in there. It's like this is some things that happens in Mexico, in Latin America. You know, if you go to these markets and you can find these people that make these uh, magic things and, and, and all that brujería. Mm-hmm. Say, okay, great, great. I love it. So I, in that point, I say, okay, this guy is smart. Uh, let, let me see how it works with. And then he, he starts to, to, to do the, 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 the casting. And I love it. And I say, great, you are the one. I think you, you are the one with, that got to do the the movie what what do you think about it how, do you see that do you see the movie so how how do yeah you, what, no, what I, do I really liked it a lot um i saw some um similarities not through the whole movie but i uh, kind of the build-up to the movie to rosemary's baby which is actually one of my favorites so uh right. it was it was a nice slow right. build you know to what's going on has a lot of tension and um good atmosphere in the movie because you don't know exactly what's you know happening and I always like uh, I always like a supernatural movie where the because there always comes a point where the characters themselves you know uh, believe okay there is something going on here that's not you know that's not natural and I always think that's an interesting part of any movie that has uh, you know something supernatural going on in it. Right, right. That's that. Uh, when I start, when I say witchcraft, you know the, the witchcraft right. thing, uh, and and yeah, you're right. It's like a mix of this real thing that you can, that it can happen to anyone, mm-hmm. and the other thing is that this supernatural thing that happens at the end of the movie, you know, is that yeah. the movie starts and, and, and moving on. So yeah, that was the, the first thing that the, the script uh, that I love about the script that I said, okay, okay, I, I can shoot this because this is like a real thing. It can happen to anyone, you know, mm-hmm. if you believe or not believe that that's not about it. It's about it can happen to you, no? Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of uh, that was the, the thing that I love about the script. So uh, as soon as we start shooting it, I, I said, okay, we need like a very good location, and it's because the, the location, the location is like uh, how do you say it's like another another character of the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I didn't definitely. want to shoot it in Mexico. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to shoot it in Mexico City because Mexico City like a this big city that have a lot of uh, a lot of places that can work, but. I need something about the north, north of Mexico. We call him like Provincia, like outside of Mexico City, of this big metropolis. So we went to Guadalajara, and then we were like, see, we were in the scouting, looking for this big building. And then the third building that I, that I, that I see was that one that I saw that was, was the, our location. As soon as I just get in there, I feel the, the, the vibes, you know, I, I say, okay, this is it. 
this is the this is the, the, the third character that I need for the movie. So so I say I'm gonna shoot here in Guadalajara. This is this is it. And, and then it was like kind of strange because in these buildings it's like they have like a, like a thirty or ninety houses inside. You know, we mm-hmm. call vecindades. And and every and everyone that I go before they are looking for the location. The, the other ones. It's a lot of people and, and, and kids and, and like a lot of life inside, you know, because there's a lot of, 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 of families living down there. Mm-hmm. So in this one, it was empty. Like, oh my God, nobody lives here or what? And then they say, no, 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 all the houses are full. But it's like that. They always like, nobody goes out. Everything's so quiet. And I say, oh my God, this is like, I know. Okay, okay, this is what we need. So as soon as we start shooting, we were like in this place for about six weeks. Seven weeks, yeah, seven weeks we showed that. And it was every time quiet, nobody outside the, 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 the halls or, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. It was like kind of, it was perfect for the movie. It was this vibe that, that goes with the movies, with the movie. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we, 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 we finished down there and, and that was a great and great to, to, to find that, one, that, that location. Yeah. Now, um, is anything in the movie based on any like legends or any like uh, known like rituals or anything? Yeah, but we, we talk about Santeria. You know what is Santeria? It's like this religion that mm-hmm. it was. It began with the with with guy with people from Cuba and with people from Africa that they have to to how do you say venerar man and like they they cannot say that they're saints was one or other so they had to 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 i don't know how to say to work with the saints but they, they need to to cover it to cover the saints to don't to the to, to the, the government and the church don't don't find out mm-hmm. that they that they they believe in other saints don't you know mm-hmm. yeah so the la, la Santeria is one of the most popular and important religions back in Latin America. So it wasn't easy to, to, to talk about that without, you know, I don't want to be like eh, comprometido like um, in, in, in a bad position with, with, with the religion, you know? If I'm going to put it in my movie, I need to, to speak with the people that are in that religion and say, okay, I don't want to uh, unrespect, okay? Right. That like, yeah. So please tell me what can I do and what can I, I can I, what can I do and what can I not do it. So these these people I I these witches told me about okay you can do this if you wanna kill a, a like a chicken or to 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 kill a chicken you don't have to do that you have to do this and and, and that's that's how we start to work with the with the script and you know yeah when before we start to shooting and remember the scene that 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 this witcher uh, this man or or I say well. Mm-hmm. Or, you remember that when, when he got the the the, the chicken? He yes, yeah, yeah, with the head and all that. Yeah. So it, that was like like a a big scene, and it was like, oh my god, I hope I I don't disrespect nobody, you know that I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to be careful with that because mm-hmm. it's not it's like okay, be careful with where where you going and it's, it's because. All a lot of people in Latin America believes in it, you know, believe mm-hmm. in that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's why I asked that because when I wa- that scene particularly I watched, and I actually it 
it seemed um, there was like a, a, a realism to it. So I thought maybe it was based on, you know, a real ritual. Right, right. It's based on real ritual, but you, mm-hmm. we have to like some things yes and some things don't. Um, and you can go, if you go to these markets here in Mexico City or back in Guadalajara, you, mm-hmm. you can go to these markets and you can find these people. And they do that, you know. You say, mm-hmm. okay, ah, you know, I want to marry with this girl. Okay, you want to marry with this girl, you got to do this and this. And, we, and then they do this ritual. Or, yeah. uh, I hate that guy. Or I hate that, that, <laughs> that old person. You, you know, all that things. So you have to be like, be real careful with that. You can have like, okay, I'm going to shoot that in and see what happens. No, because I don't believe in it, but I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so have you watched the movie with an audience yet? No, not yet. No, not yet. This is going to be my first time. Yeah. What's that experience like when you watch your movie with an audience? Oh, that, that's one of the most Great experience and, and awful experience at the same time, you know? <laughs> right. And you just, you just go inside and, and you, uh, uh, I would say, and if you like, if you want to the people uh, act like, uh, let me let me put my words on it. It's like you go in the theater and then the movie starts and then you, you feel like, okay, uh, I do these things so the people laugh. So you're waiting to see it's going to work. You know, mm-hmm. or yeah. I do these things so that people can be scary and, and, and shout. Okay, let's see it happen. And and it's so like sometimes in some of the parts that you never thought that it's gonna they're gonna laugh, they laugh. And the part that you really want to, they laugh, they don't laugh. So it's, it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird, but it's a, yeah. it's a great experience. You know, it's a, it's a great great experience to see the people how they react with you with the, the things you're gonna put in your movies. That's that's and an, that's amazing. Yeah. So uh, what what made you want to become a movie maker originally? I I was like I was born back in Durango, Mexico. Durango, Mexico is what they they say that there was movie land. A lot of westerns they shoot it down there like the Van the Ugly, like the Wild oh, okay. Ones with Sam Peckinpah and all that guys. Mm-hmm. So the first time I went to something about that that I know or that I go uh for for a movie now it wasn't the theaters. I went to the set to so these big bad lots of the westerns, the way they were, they were shooting, and I was mm-hmm. like around, I don't know, around nine years old, something like that. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do this. I, I tell you, since I was like a kid, so I went to all the time to the sets, and they were shooting a lot, a lot of movies back, back there when I was like from nine years to fifteen years, and then to twenty years, and and so that that's that's why I really want to be a movie maker to to tell his uh, to tell histories. Mm-hmm. That that's how it starts. So uh, as soon as I, I I can go to I can come to Mexico City to start working on it. I try to 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 get in the school to a film school here called CSC, mm-hmm. and I, I I didn't have the chance. So I start working on the set. I start working on on yeah movies and and TV series and TV commercials, and that's how I start my my career. And then. I go to Cuba to this uh, this uh, school at San Antonio de los Baños. So I went down there and and stuff for a couple of years, cinema and, and cinematography because I I've, I've been uh, I shoot like 14 years as a director of photography. I was director of photography. I shot for about 14 for 14 movies, and then 10 years ago I decided to start direct. That's why that's the the thing that I really love. Mm-hmm. So I started direct like yeah, 11 years ago. Yeah. Have you done your own Western yet? 
No, not yet. Uh -huh. Not yet, but I, I, I'm not going to die before I do that. I, I really got to do it. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm working on it. I'm working because I really want to do a Western. I, I, I shoot one of my, my first movie as a director called mm -hmm. Amor Extremo. It's about motorcycles, about, about dirt, dirt bikes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, kind, it's a kind of, yeah, of, of a Western movie because they go through the motorcycles and they like in the careers. And I shoot back in Durango and I shoot it in, uh, in Zacatecas. Like these places that we have an awesome uh, landscape. Mm -hmm. So that was my first. That was my first movie. But I really wanted. I I got to shoot that western movie. Definitely. Yeah. Def yeah. Exactly. So I do see you have another horror movie coming up. Mech Zombies. Yeah. Right. Where would you? Where do you hear about that? I saw it. it's on IMDb. I don't know if maybe you don't even know yourself, but it's up on the on your IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm just working on it right now. We think we uh, this is uh, in five weeks. I start shooting that. It's going to be real cool. I'm so happy to be to to work on it and to direct that. Uh, uh -huh. The producer is the same producer that is from Mirez Contra Rodines. That was a, like a big movie back here in Mexico, mm -hmm. and so. We start, we're going to start shooting in five, in five weeks, and we're going to shoot it in Durango, Mexico, back in Durango. So I'm Very so cool. happy to, to, to go back there to shoot a movie, and it's uh -huh. about zombies, and it's about uh, this, like, kind of, do you remember Stay By Me or The Goonies? Like, oh, yeah. Kids having, having a great adventure, and then yeah. they're going to fight against but, the zombies and all that. So, so yeah, I'm, I, I'm happy to shoot that. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna go back to where well, I'm gonna go to the to the festival, film festival, just mm -hmm. a couple of days because I'm gonna be like ten, uh, like a four days before I start shooting back in the <laughs> So, so I'm really, really happy to shoot that. And I here I go again with a horror movie, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's horror comedy, but yeah, it's has horror elements of his zombies in it. Yeah, it's gonna be zombies and action, and you know, and like, yeah. like between that, like 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 Zombieland or like. He's a scout, a scout guy for, for a zombie invasion, zombie, like, zombie apocalypse. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's kind of. And, and, and this guy, I think it's gonna be. In, this is gonna be the first Mexican zombie movie. That's, mm, a, that's, that's, that's cool. a big. Yeah, that's cool. That's a big step. Let's see how it how it goes. It's yeah. been like hard, hard, um, hard thing to to prepare. You know, with the makeup people and with the VFX and all that. It's like kind of hard, but it's gonna be. I think it's going to be a great movie. Cool. So did you say that you filmed um, Tenants in Kilino, in Kilinos, I'm sorry, in a week? No, 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 seven oh, okay. weeks. Okay, seven weeks, okay. No. And then it was a week no, later I, you filmed the other movie, I see. Right, right. I, I, yeah. I, I shoot for, for seven weeks in Kilinos, and then I just have a, a one-week hold, and then mm -hmm. I start the other one. Yeah. So you're a busy man. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a busy, yeah, busy times. Yeah, yeah. So when you when you wanted when you first wanted to start making movies when you're on the set watching the westerns, uh, wh what what did your parents think? Did they support the decision to become a movie maker? That was kind of you know one time when I was like 20 years, my dad come and say, okay, so what are you gonna do with your life? And I said, Dad, I want to be a movie maker. And then and then he said, no, 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 really, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna live off? <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah, I want to live as, as a movie maker. And then my dad said, okay, you got to remember something. There's movie makers and, no, sorry, there were movie makers and, no, filmmakers and film talkers. So I hope you're going to be a filmmaker, not a film talker. I said, okay, <laughs> let's see what's going, what, how it's going. 
And they, they, well, I've been a filmmaker, filmmaker, not a film talker for now. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> uh, have they, had, did he? Has he seen your movies? I assume he has. What? 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 Has he watched your movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, he always go about it. when the premieres. He always been there with my me and well, my father and my mom as well. Yeah, that that the premieres. I hate premieres, you know, because that's where all my family's <laughs> in there, all the right. people, all your friends, and they can then they cannot say, hey, your movie doesn't work or whatever. Okay, <laughs> so because this is the is the is your day, you know. That's the yeah. worst, the worst part. But then, when then, uh, as soon as I just get that to the premiere, then the mm-hmm. next week I always go to a theater, you know, like yeah. whatever, whatever, and go sit down, buy my popcorn, and watch mm-hmm. my movie, and watch the people how they are gonna die, react with the movie. Yeah. So, uh, uh, going forward, would you? Um, are you always gonna make uh, films in Mexico? Would you ever like to uh, make a, a film in America? No, I would love to. I would love to mm-hmm. go and shoot back in the States. The, yeah, yeah. The thing is that I love to to shoot movies. I love to, to tell histories. Wherever mm-hmm. they take me, i be there, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I, I really want to go back to the United States someday to shoot a movie. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It will be great. It will be great. Yeah, so Ola Mexico Film Festival. It's uh, for May 31st to June 8th. A lot of cool stuff playing there. Uh, your film's going to be June 2nd and June 5th. I like that they show it mm-hmm. twice because uh, sometimes at film festivals, especially ones that are like over a week, uh, you might not have time to see everything. So if there's two showings, you, you know, people can uh, make sure they, they get to see it. That's fantastic. That's, uh, 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 yeah, Samuel, the, the one of the, well, the, the, the director of the festival, he's a great guy. I love him. You know, he's like, he's like, been like real good, really, like a real cool guy. So I, it's really it's cool that it's gonna be in two. In, they're gonna show you. They're gonna show the Inquilinos twice. That that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. That, that's gonna show Inquilinos twice, and then my, the other my other movie, Mires Contagodines, is gonna be the closing. The closing. Oh, really? Of the festival. Yeah, so it's like great. It's a big time. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty wild to have two movies at, at the same festival. Yeah, that's pretty wild. That's awesome. <laughs> that's unbelievable. You know that that yeah. that. that that's why I go to my dad and I say, remember when you say what I'm going to do for a living? <laughs> <laughs> I got two movies now in a festival, dad. So, yeah, you can be proud of me. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So how can people follow you online? Are you on Twitter or Facebook or any social media? Yeah, I'm on Twitter and, 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 uh, and uh, Instagram as well. My, it's Chava Cartas. That's it, at Chava Cartas. All right, very cool. Well, I appreciate coming on. I had a lot of fun talking to you. And I really dug the movie, and I hope people come out and see it at uh, the Ola, Fil- Ola Mexico Film Festival. Yeah, you're going to have a good time. You go see that at the movie. Yeah, yeah, I promise that. Thank you very much for your invitation. This has been great to, to speak with you guys. Uh, and maybe my English is not that well, you know. I need to practice more of that. But no, that's fine. That's... <laughs> okay. Thank it's you. Better. Thank you very much it's... for the invitation. Yeah, your, your English is better than my Spanish, so it's all good. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
Welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. This is Nasty Neil. And I'm joined by Oscar Award winning FX makeup artist Barney Berman, director of Wild Boar. It's very cool to have you here. Hey, everybody. Uh, you seem very happy. Doctor, that's, my, that's a very bad Dr. Nick kind of oh, um, right. greeting. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. So, Wild Boar is your first, uh, first time directing. Was that something you've always wanted to do, uh, direct the movie? Uh, it's my first feature. I've done some shorts okay. and uh, some theater, but it's my first feature film. Uh, and, yeah, I have I have wanted to do it for a long time. And, um, I don't know, just uh, the cards n- n- never were dealt right, or the stars never aligned, or some kind of uh, metaphor along those lines. Right. So so where, where does well, the... Exactly. So where did the idea for Wild Boar come from? Um, well, initially, uh, me and a friend of mine, uh, kind of Andy Jones, were planning on making a movie uh, a few years before that, and the werewolf movie, and um, then it didn't happen for some reason. Uh, and we talked about other ideas. And at one point, he said, what about a uh, sort of a Planet of the Apes with pig people? And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I sort of glommed onto that idea, and um, I, I wrote a couple of drafts, a couple of different versions of the script before it became really doable on a uh, very, very modest budget. Did um, some uh, scouting kind of by happening. My wife and I did a road trip and ended up out by the Salton Sea, and I was like, oh, my God, this place would be great to shoot in, and all these pieces started to come together. Um, and I could never get that idea of, you know, uh, the boar people or the pig people out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so 2015, I, uh, wrote a draft that was doable and we uh, started looking for some funding on, on, um, uh, Indiegogo. And we actually raised just enough money on Indiegogo to pay for the Indiegogo campaign, uh, so we basically broke even on that. Yeah. Uh, but I was determined, so we, we proceeded anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that experience like using um, the fundraising site? Um, it, you know, honestly, it's not my bag. It's, it, mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of work. Um, it's I, I had people that were in charge of it and they ended up kind of dropping the ball in a big way. Um, and then they charged me money and I wasn't too happy about that because they were supposed to be part of, you know, the, the end deal and they didn't want to be end deal anymore. And, um, but I mean, that's, that's aside from the, the crowdfunding site mm-hmm. itself. Uh, but it, it just, you have to keep track of so many things that it becomes, kind of more work than it's worth. If you raise a heck of a lot of money, that's great. But if you don't, mm-hmm. um, for me, I would not go that route again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when, when did you, so you have the idea of pig people in your head. When do you start like actually designing what they're going to look like? Kind of all along. Uh, you know, once I started writing, um, I started doing some designs. I had a great, um, uh, well, like the leading, 
character creature designer Jared Morantz. I uh, had him do a design for me, which ended up being on uh, the, the poster that we have out. Um, for we put out a poster at Monster Palooza recently, mm-hmm. and um, his design is featured there. Um, and then I started also sculpting, and I turned it a, a sort of a pig man creature on myself, and I sculpted a uh, a secondary head, just sort of a concept design for another one of the characters. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, all this while I was working on the show Grimm and doing other shows at the same time. Um, but like I said, it just kind of stuck with me in my head, so I, I kept playing with it. Um, with the, the the concepts in different arenas, if you will. Mm-hmm. S- since you actually brought up Planet of the Apes, that's interesting because there are different types of pig people in the movie. You know, just like Planet of the Apes, where you know the gorillas are the warriors, and this like the the big boar guys, like the uh, the warrior. Then you have like the more like uh, like kind of pinkish pig people. And so was uh, was that always the idea to do like a, a few different kinds? Oh yeah. Now I wanted uh, when I the first script I wrote uh, had those two like the the, the more pig like character and the more boar like character, but it also had um, kind of different sects of society and they they spoke English and uh, one of them was like the butcher was having an affair with the hunter's wife and they had a baby piglet and all this different stuff. <laughs> We finally we realized fairly quickly it was kind of not doable um, mm-hmm. without a, a pretty monstrous budget, if you pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah. So I also love the claim. I'm a big fan of claymation. So anytime a modern movie has claymation in, I'm very excited. So uh, I was happy to see well, the claymation not, at the beginning and at the end. Yeah. It's not not technically claymation. Uh, okay. Stop motion. All right. Um, we made we made you know cast and created little. And stop motion puppets for it, mm-hmm. um, just for the bookend. That's something I actually isn't in the trailer, and I I've been kind of keeping it. I don't know if people are going to understand if they, if they see it out of context. All of the stop motion stuff, uh-huh. but hopefully within in context they'll see it and appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I, I dig it. So oh, I'm glad to hear it. Something my wife was really big on when I, I somehow I mentioned it'd be fun to do a little stop motion element or something, and she was. She was in love with that idea, and that really encouraged me to give it a try. And I really liked the way it turned out. The the, the um, uh, woman who directed that, um, you know, Hans Mulligan, did a really fantastic job. She and uh, her partner Kelsey Hunter mm-hmm. did a lot of the design of the, the miniature sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was all gro- done. In- oh, okay, yeah, growing up, a huge uh, Ray Harryhausen fan. So uh, anytime I see you stop motion, it's uh, it's exciting. Yeah, me too. I totally. I just love things that are like that and things that are practical. And I always wanted to, um, you know, find ways to incorporate different styles of filmmaking into something. So mm-hmm. I don't see why not. I remember I was influenced uh, when I was younger. I saw a special about how um, Indian films often have comedy and drama and action and music and dance and um and they're just not one thing i thought well, that's great we should really be mixing up styles and genres and stuff mm-hmm. so uh, i try to do a lot of that yeah yeah it, it totally worked for me so um where 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 did you shoot it you said it was like uh 
because it looked uh, familiar to me. Like you know, I assume other things have been shot. It almost looked like uh, where like the hills of eyes were shot. Was shot. I, I don't know where that was shot, and I've never seen the hills. Now. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> um, I saw like a scene or two somewhere along the line, but yeah. and then I, I never really sat down and watched either version of it. Um, but I, I do understand their comparisons. Um, we shot a uh, a good amount of it at the Salton Sea mm-hmm. and the uh, Mecca Hills nearby, and then uh, they also had these like mud pots and stuff that are out there. And we used nature as much as we possibly could. And then for the interior stuff, we built sets in the back of my studio. Oh, nice. Um, when you're out in nature, uh, is there any difficulties in filming? Yeah, tons of difficulties that were um, um, not foreseeable. Like the, we we got all our permits, we did everything right, and then we went out there. Uh, and the weekend before we went out there, um, it, it, it had a storm came through and it washed away like all traces of of people like that had been hiking out there or tourists, any tourists or campers or anything like that. It was all just gone. But then also, so was a big chunk of the road. So all of a sudden we get out to where we're supposed to go and we see these signs that says road closed. And we like, I don't know. So fortunately we had two four by four trucks that we had to pile everybody and everything into that we could and make trips that were about a mile and a half in along this dirt road that had been washed out mm-hmm. and back into the Canyon and then unload and go back and pick up more stuff and more people. So it was definitely challenging. Uh, also we dealt with like 112 degree heat and putting people in pig costumes and, <laughs> and going through these canyons where, where, where cars couldn't make it. And, um, mosquitoes that would like cover a brake light so solid you just look like a ball of mosquitoes glowing red you couldn't even see the brake light anymore <laughs> it, was, it was kind of madness yeah it doesn't and sound a lot like of fun. Oh, okay that's good does that add like uh to the atmosphere when you're making a movie if it i don't know if there's like something kind of uncomfortable there to because uh people are trying to act like they're uncomfortable no totally it it people Listen, the, the the cast and crew that I had with me were amazing, and they were totally gung ho. And I knew they were miserable at times. They were they were like we were all in it together, so it was fun. But at the mm-hmm. same time, um, I could see how how unhappy people were, and, and yet just trying to get through it. Um, mm-hmm. But nobody ever really really complained. There were a couple of moments, a couple of people here and there, but nothing really severe. One guy, our, our uh, production designer slash makeup effects uh, department head, uh, got stung, I think, 11, nine or 11 times by a bee or bees on one particular day. Um, we had all kinds of weird things going on. The one guy stepped into one of the mud pots too deep and, and uh, <laughs> it actually burnt his oh, leg a little damn. bit. Um, not, you know, nothing severe, but yeah. it was weird and scary. He definitely got a little, little red burn there. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. 
But so, and I'll, even myself, I there was one day where I was running um, because I'm in it, which mm-hmm. um, people, most people don't know. I, I couldn't find anyone to play a certain part, so I decided to play it myself, and meaning that it was just be easier because I was going to be there. So uh, I went. I was running one day, and I was fine. And then the next day, I had to run again. And it's like both my um, my uh, uh, quadriceps like seized up on me and said, "Nope." You're not running today. I was like, ah. <laughs> so I have a very awkward run uh-huh. at one point. Uh-huh. I liked you in the movie, by the way. I thought I, thought, I oh. dug your character, and I thought it was a good performance. Thank you. I appreciate that. I had uh, really a good time doing it. And um, Danny Roebuck. Um, it's also good. Very I good didn't thing. outwardly ask him to like direct me, but I'll like. Like one day I was doing something, and he comes walking in in pig makeup, and he leans down, and he goes. Um, I don't want to be out of line, but you might think about this. It was so helpful to have him listening in and then come and give me a little bit of guidance uh, so I didn't have to try and do it like outside myself. Mm-hmm. So uh, about the rest of the cast, like were the other, were the other actors you work with on other things or how did you go about casting it? Um, well, Dan Roebuck and I have been friends for years, but uh, oddly enough, he I made him up on Grimm um, as a pig man, okay. <laughs> even though that, that wasn't really relevant. It's uh-huh. just a kind of coincidental. Mm-hmm. So, um, so he and I were out to dinner when I was telling him about this idea, and, and, and uh, you know, he was all encouraging and said he'd love to be in it. Um, and I thought, wow, I'd love to have him as my lead pig man and then he said hey if i'm going to be a pig which i'm, I'm totally for but uh, you think i could be um, a human at some point as well just like a cameo mm-hmm. and i thought oh my god you know what i'd love to do is make him both my lead human man and lead pig mm-hmm. so that's how that came to fruition and um Aside from that, it was mostly like either I had friends or friends of friends. Uh, Jessica Sonneborn came on board to a friend, and then she brought on the, uh, uh, introduced me to DP and um, the guy playing Griffin. And we, the only one we had auditions for um, was the uh, lead, um, um, Lamb, Foggy Duke, came in and we auditioned about 12 girls or so for that. Um, I'd initially wanted an African-American to play the part or some kind of ethnicity. And, and, Mm but Augie was just clearly heads above the rest uh, of the people auditioning. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had to go with with that. I said, you know, she's the best one. She, so she got it. Yeah. Is that, Everybody is else is just like a friend or a friend of friend. Uh, Jim Neeb, who plays uh, Turtle, was uh, has been a friend of mine for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son is in it. At one point, we needed um, other people, and uh, for like the uh, few kids that show up at the end, and um, Jessica was like, "Oh, I'm I'm working with this guy on set. He's a PA. He said he want to be an actor." I said, "Great, ask him if he wants to be in the movie." <laughs> And she, she goes there. She goes, hey, do you want to be in a movie? He's like, yeah, I'd like to one day. She goes, no, do you want to be in a movie this weekend? <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. so how That's long did it take you? How long did it take you to shoot? Were you shooting in between other projects, or did you take like a, a time off to 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 film the movie? 
it was it had to be done in in little clumps we did a few days in my studio interior so then we went out to the salton sea and um uh, pico rivera did some scenes there uh for about nine days and then we came back and tore down the set inside the studio and built a new set and shot again months later a couple months later um on these new interiors and then we cut the thing together and we did some reshoots we went out for like two or three days back to salt and sea then a couple more days interiors and it just went on like that for a couple of years Hmm. so um is it is the geo tracking is that something you're interested in because it seemed like you know there's a lot of information about it in the movie uh geocaching Um, yeah no, not to the degree that I am going to go out and do it. Uh huh. But I thought it was a really fun vehicle for yeah. a film like this. Mm-hmm. Because people don't know too much about it. I mean, some do, and then there's a lot of people that don't know about it. And I thought it actually seems like a really fun thing to go do. Yeah, I never, I didn't know about it. And actually watching, I was like, huh, that sounds kind of cool. And the, uh, the part where it's like uh, leave something of equal or lesser value is that like a real part of that, like a real uh, thing that people stick to, or? Yeah, I think there's some real diehard um, um, geocachers out there. But, um, I don't know. I just, I just don't really have time for it. I have plenty of other things I'm preoccupied with. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how long did it take to actually uh, make the the pig suit, so the, the pig mask and the whole costume? Uh, well, you know, because I did it over time, mm-hmm. I'm not sure um, if I was to do something like that from scratch, uh, I would probably take at least three weeks if I was in a rush. I'd probably want more like six weeks or so. I'd love to have more. I remember uh, Rick Baker telling me that he was he felt really time pressured on the Grinch because he only had a year to do to do the build. <laughs> a year, a year, uh-huh. and then you didn't have enough time. So there's never enough time. But you know, having done TV shows and you got to turn things around sometimes in a matter of like four or five days, you're lucky if you get seven or eight days. Um, mm-hmm. I got pretty good at streamlining the process yeah and uh, you know since it is a uh, it's like a you know crazy wild uh killer pig people movie but there's also like a lot of symbolism in the movie which i really dug like um when when they're butchering up a person i thought that was a you know great image and a great scene when they have the guy upside down and, and they're uh they're cutting out his entrails oh, thanks well i had originally started the movie with um i was going to use like stock clips of of uh, a real pig being butchered and i thought two things one is that people aren't going to sit through this i don't i don't want to go watch a movie where real pigs are being butchered right in the, in the beginning mm-hmm. and two do i really need to show people an actual pig being butchered in order for them to get the parallel between what we do to pig, these pigs versus what the pigs are doing to us. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think people are smarter than that. I don't have to spell it out to that degree. 
so yeah, I did try to though, uh, fill it a lot with um, uh, sort of contrasting symbolism and, and um, sort of parallels in, the, in a very different universe, sort of chaos versus control, animal mm-hmm. versus man. Yeah. You'll notice all where people have animal names and all the animals have like people jobs. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. The um, I, there's a scene too. It's uh, I don't want to say a cantina scene, but when they're playing the music and uh, that was a very uh, it was unexpected. It was very fun in the movie. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Good time with that. I really wanted to have fun. I wanted it to not just be not just be horror, just to, to make it another world that exists and there's a, a community that thrives. And I, you know, I want very limited time and budget to do that, but I wanted to create. Um, just kind of an adventure, almost. Mm-hmm. An so, accidental adventure. Yeah. Um, before you like, uh, so so, what made you want to like to get into movies at all and make creatures and stuff? I assume you grew up watching uh, uh, monster movies. No, I grew up in monster movies. Um, my my, have a family of makeup and effects artists. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, my father worked with John Chambers on the original Planet of the Apes. My grandfather used to make masks of the Twilight Zone and the Wolfman. Oh, wow. Um, uh, he made the, the cane that killed the Wolfman. He made the prosthetics. He made Glenn Strange, Frankenstein prosthetics. Um, I think it was for House of Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad used to do makeup tests on me and he made like a rat suit on me for food to God and did tests on me for invasion of the body snatchers. And so it's just always something that was around. Huh? That's pretty awesome. That would be awesome to grow yeah. up with all of that. Yeah. It didn't suck. <laughs> did, did you have any particular favorite, uh, uh, monsters, either stuff that I guess your dad was working on or just, you know, watching as a kid? Uh, you know, um, I don't, <laughs> I have a lot of good things. I've seen, uh, somebody posted, uh, a picture of the prophecy, not the, uh, Christopher Walken religious prophecy mm-hmm. movie, but, um, the, the mutant bear movie, John Frankenheimer made. <laughs> I know the movie. Yeah. You know, Tiger Shire and people, somebody posted that the other day and I had a lot of, like, people had mixed feelings about it. Some people were really scared by it. I had a, really a lot of fun going to the set and watching them make that. So I, it, it's kind of special to me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I also love the body snatchers and mm-hmm. cat people and a lot of other things. That, well, I was a big fan of uh, a lot of the films my dad was doing back then. Mm-hmm. Well, which version of Body Snatchers? The um... the 78 version. Yeah. It's a, one of the my best... dad and I went to Alabama and did the uh, 92 version with them. Okay. Um, what's the name, dude? Uh, Abel Ferrara. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, se- the 71 has uh, one of the best endings ever. That's still scary to me when he's, he's got the mouth oh, yeah. open. Like, ah, yeah. That's pretty amazing. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. It's a brilliantly made film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go in. Every- oh, really? That's too bad. Um, Kaufman. Every year I go to uh, there's a 12 hour horror movie marathon for Halloween at a, a theater up in Boston from midnight till noon. Right. And uh, um, I don't know if it was last it was either last year or the year before, and it was all uh, 
uh, alien horror movies. And, uh, uh-huh. that, that, that was, that was one of the headlines was, uh, was the original, um, not the original not- the remake. And so it was wild to see it on the big screen in 35 millimeter. Yeah, I'd love to go back and see that on a big screen again. Yeah. So, um, did your, um, is your dad still alive? He is. Okay. So he got to see you, uh, get into movies and start making movies. Yeah, he did. That's very cool. So, was it something you always wanted to do, or was it something like he wanted you to do, or or both? Well, I wanted to be an, actually, I wanted to be a stuntman when I was, really young i used to set up boxes and mattresses and stuff with my brother and we used to like do headers off the roof when our parents drove up uh, so that was fun um but then i i sort of wanted to be on screen or on stage or something more and i wanted to uh, so i wanted to act and i pursued acting for years but all the time uh, i was pursuing acting i would um sculpt faces on my G.I. Joe's and change things and um, <laughs> pretend, you know, make little scenarios. Uh, we used yeah. to create um, um, sort of try to duplicate the log scene in King Kong in our backyard, dig trenches in a log and have a King Kong come and, you know, <laughs> swipe army men off it. So I just had sort of a cinematic desire, I guess. Yeah, yeah. G.I. Joe's their best figures because they had the, the best points of articulation. Really move very well. Totally. Yeah. And Mego figures before that, pretty cool too. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I burnt my eye with my brother because we were breaking open batteries to, to take ah. the metal and we were going to take the metal and make armor for the G.I. Joe's. And the battery yeah. acid went up into my eye, which is so. Anyone out there? That's not a. It's not a smart thing to do. Or maybe wear goggles. Now, we, we were staging little our, our little wars and stuff in our backyard with the army men one time. And long story short, I caught my left foot on fire, <laughs> <laughs> spilled some gas on it, got too close to a flame, and <laughs> went running around. Something my uh, brother's friend sprayed me with a hose and put me out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to laugh, but you know it made me laugh. No, I, it's <laughs> funny because you survive it. <laughs> right, right, right. If you, you're just stupid kids. But yeah. Yeah. If you told me like that, then I lost. I, I lost my foot. Then I would have felt very bad for laughing. But yeah, you're you're one piece. So that's good. So I saw on on the Facebook page you guys had a pretty sweet uh, gag at uh, at Monster Palooza where you, uh, well the actress gave birth to to a pig. Oh yeah. That was funny. That was all her idea, too. That Jessica was talking to her about coming to do the panel, and she said, yeah, just so you know, I'm going to be like eight and a half months pregnant. She goes, wouldn't it be funny if I gave birth on stage? And all of a sudden, we started like texting back and forth. Okay, we got to do this. I'm going to make a baby, and you're going to have to give birth. And <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. We had, we all, nobody knew about it until we were actually about to go on stage. I'm like, okay, guys, by the way, we're about to do this. <laughs> So did did you uh, screen the movie at Monster Palooza? I screened the first ten minutes of the film. Okay. So no, um, no, the the film the whole film has not been uh, seen yet. All right. Publicly. So you haven't watched it with an audience yet. Right. Uh, I have not. 
Yeah. Well, when is the when is it going to uh, premiere? Uh, I'm I'm hoping for uh, October. That's what we're looking oh. at right now. Oh, nice. also, I'm trying to get it into certain festivals. I just had a screening of it at Blumhouse, and um, and I'm uh, weighing some distribution deals. Mm-hmm. No, have you been? Uh, have you ever done the festival scene before with any of the shorts? I haven't. No. Okay. Yeah, I just started uh, doing them. Uh, I've had a great time. You know, I don't have anything. Well, I actually do have a movie coming up, but the uh, it's just a it's a good it's a good experience in the festivals. You get to meet a yeah, lot of uh, people. Like fun. Mm-hmm. And you get to see a lot of cool stuff. It's cool because you get to see. Uh, you know, I've seen a lot of movies that that went on to become uh, go on Shutter like a year ago. So you know, it's just a, it's a really cool experience. So, uh, what I, I introduced you as Oscar Award winner. What was it like the the night you won the Oscar? That was not the worst day of my life. Right, right. Not the worst one. In fact, uh, it was pretty good. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's just like it was really kind of the most zen and surreal day. Because mm-hmm. I just decided I didn't know what was going to happen that day, but I was just going to stay really just very present and in the moment and um not worry about it yeah and then everything all of a sudden went into hyperdrive right so uh where is the oscar uh just sitting on a shelf in my office uh that's cool Uh, did you keep anything from any of the movies you made or worked on you know i i had kept a bunch of stuff and then recently um i I met this guy um that lives up in alberta canada and he's actually opening a museum for props and and practical makeup and uh, makeup effects and stuff um and it was called the prop museum and um so i i sent a bunch of stuff up there to Canada for him to put in his museum. Um, other oh, things nice. I sold to some people and uh, some things I just got rid of. They were getting old and trash, but I, I don't tend to keep very much. I don't decorate my house in, mm-hmm. um, in movie stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, is directing something you'd like to, to do again? I yeah, I'm totally into it again. In fact, I'm right now, uh, one of the shorts I'm doing is a proof of concept piece for a feature. A friend of mine named Susan McCauley wrote a script and asked me to direct it about a serial killer, um, but sort of a more of a character study than a horror film per se. Um, and a little bit of a cross genre piece, and um, and it's really pretty cool. So we're we're putting together financing and such for that right now. Oh, nice. Is uh, is horror something you do? Is that the genre you'd like to stay in? I don't want to be stay, stuck in any one thing. I, I just sure. want to do the films that I feel passionate about. Um, I, I'm not a horror fan per se. I'm mm-hmm. just a good film fan. I like things that, that ring true to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a, a good horror film that can disturb me, I I love that. Yeah. Um, but horror, just for horror's sake, is like sex for sex sake, or you know, just goofiness, just to be goofy. I, I don't relate to it if I don't have 
a good story and good actors with good character and something I can care about. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, well, you know, this is obviously a horror show, but, uh, I'm, always been a movie fan i like you know all different uh films so, so i totally agree with you but i saw that you worked on tenacious d the pick of destiny i'm a huge uh tenacious d fan and so oh, yeah. um exactly kyle gas of our guest here on the show so uh well what did you do for for pick of destiny did you did you do like the the devil or what, what was going on yep oh yeah, sweet the devil actually i did the devil twice we shot it and uh a guy named Derek Mears, who is now playing Swamp. Oh, Day. yeah. Yeah, um, I know Derek he, Mears. He played the devil. And then a year later, they came back and said, hey, we want to reshoot the ending. And and Dave Grohl, who they wanted to be the devil to begin with, is now available. Can, can we redo the devil and do it on him? I said, sure. So um, <laughs> so we did the, two different devils that I for. And then we did also the uh, tattoos that were on their butt that they, uh, TNAC and ISD. Uh-huh. And uh, the exploding head for um, that song, Master Exploder. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, a handful of other things. And it's uh, things. Yeah, I do feel bad though now for Derek Mears that he was he was cut out of Tenacious Steve Pick of Destiny. Yeah, I I feel a little badly for him, but he also you know he got paid and and uh, he did great in his career. It's not like he hit a speed bump with that or anything. He's always sure, sure. done well. Yeah, and he's very tall. He's got that going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dawn of the Dead, uh, you also worked on. Well, what do you make of that zombies are like so mainstream now? Uh, zombies are a great vehicle, and, and if used properly, uh, I love it. I didn't used to like zombies really at all. And when they said, hey, do you want to come and work on Zombie of the Dead? I'm like, do I really want to go make zombies for three months? No, but I like the script is very good. James Gunn wrote it. Um, and Zach, it was Zack Snyder's first film. Um, and I met with him. He was terrific. Uh, so I uh, went along and um, kind of fell in love with them a little bit with the, with the with zombies and so I started, in, you know, I was while I was there, I started in my mind thinking, what would my zombie movie be? What would I do? Mm-hmm. How would I do it? And uh, I started, that sort of kind of manifested into an, a better appreciation for them. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that, uh, that like, you know, there's like, you can buy like uh, kids zombie shirts. Like, you know, when oh, I was right? a kid, yeah, when I was a kid, they were, you know, like, uh, not like a mainstream food movie to watch, you know, Dawn of the Dead or, or Night of the Living Dead or something, but, uh, you know, now it's everywhere. It's, it's, it's kind of odd. Yeah. I mean, now they have, like, Disney has Vampirina, a little <laughs> right. kid vampire that sings and dances. It's just like, it's just sterilizing everything. It doesn't take away from a good vampire movie. Yeah. Exactly, and uh, so, so uh, Grim that you worked on, uh, you worked on for a long time. Um, what's the difference between like a, you know you do a movie for a certain amount of time, and then you're doing a, a series for for over you know uh, several seasons? It's a it's somewhat of a different animal, and all very similar. Either way, you're always going to be pressed for time, and um, and money, and 
wanting it to be something special, you know, not wanting to do it. Like everything I want, I make, I want it to be great. I want to do it justice. I want to make the producers and director and the writers and everybody happy and, um, and, and have them feel like, wow, look what we all created together. Um, and it's not always easy to do when you have to do it kind of week after week. Um, especially when, you know, you're building things in Los Angeles and they're shooting in Portland and you got to kind of fly back and forth. It was definitely a heck of a challenge and, and taxing. Um, mm-hmm. that said, uh, I had a lot of fun and I got to make things that, you know, most people would never get to make unless they went out and did it by themselves. But I had these yeah. guys paying me and saying, Hey, you need a, whatever, a chupacabra, or you need a, <laughs> uh-huh. whatever the, the creature of the week was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't want to say, like, your favorite thing ever made, because that, that'd be hard to pick, but um, if, like, if you were going to show people, like, uh, stuff that you've made, what, like, like two or three things would, like, pop in your mind, like, oh, this was really cool? Well, you know, um, for Star Trek, uh, I... I was going to do a makeup on Derek Mears and then some wires got crossed and he had to back out of it. Um, and uh, it ended up being on my uh, buddy, Doug Tate. And I, I didn't really know before that, but there's a long faced alien in the bar in, in that. And that character is just really special to me. Uh, so much so I have a display of him. It's one of the few things I do have in my house is a display of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and like a couple of years ago, general actually for a joke, I made a giant head of myself. <laughs> and last year I wore it for Halloween. And <laughs> people just loved it. And got such a great response. I had so much fun with that. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, it's weird little, almost esoteric things that aren't necessarily uh, iconic. Like I did um, Tom Cruise is, is uh, less gross than for Tropic Thunder. Mm-hmm. And that was a blast. I had so much fun doing that. Uh, but I'm not going to put a, a, a Les Grossman bust in my house. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Like, I'm proud to have done it, but, but that's that behind me. There's, so there are just weird little few things that tend to be special to me for more yeah. personal reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually going to ask you if you did anything for cool, cool for Halloween. But usually when I ask that to, like, a effects or makeup guy... They always just say, oh, no, I don't, you know, I do this stuff all the time, so I don't do anything for Halloween. So I just wasn't going to ask it. And then uh, here you made your a big head. So I thought that's pretty awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, did, I, I wore it for Halloween, but I actually made it for a, a, um, a keynote speaker at a international makeup artist trade show, uh, also known as IMAX, that uh, Michael Key puts on like, five or six of them a year around the world. And um, he asked me to come and be a keynote speaker one year, and I did a publicity shot. I didn't have a publicity shot, so I kind of doctored one up on Photoshop, and it ended up having a really big head. And I thought, wouldn't it be funny if I showed up with a big head? <laughs> and that's. then I decided, why not? Why don't we make one? So. Yeah, yeah, that totally works. So uh, when you're putting on, like, uh, heavy makeup on somebody, um, like, how, how do you make that process easier for them? If it's going to take a long time, uh, it really depends on the person. 
some people are really into it and they're cool. Um, some people are very anxious about it. Um, I had a stuntman who, uh, a guy named Kane Sinclair, who did probably at least 24 different creatures on Grimm. And he loved doing it, but he was also weirdly claustrophobic. So at some point during the makeup, he would have a little silent moment of almost panic. And I would see him kind of close up and get quiet. And I'm like, that was it. You just had your worrying moment. He's like, yep, yep, yep. I'm okay. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, wild boar. I really dug it. And I hope people, uh, when, when it's available, uh, uh, let me know and I'll hope, uh, get people so they can go see it. But, uh, in the meantime, Absolutely. where would they, where would they follow wild boar so they can find out, you know, uh, some, uh, there's the a news wild boar Instagram, uh, page and there's a, a wild boar Facebook. There's also, uh, uh, impatientmonsters.com. We've got, uh, some information yeah. about wild boar. We'll, we'll keep that updated as much as we can. Um, yeah. And then I post sometimes they're on my site on uh, Facebook, uh, Barney Berman or uh, on the B2FX Facebook page. All right, very cool. I like that. I like that name, Impatient Monsters. Oh, thanks. Yeah, my uh, my producing partner Gregory McKenzie came up with that. That was pretty good. I dig it. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I had a lot of fun talking to you, and I really dug the movie. Oh, thanks so much. I really really enjoyed this. Hey, this is David Howard Thornton. You might know me as Art the Clown for the movie Terrifier, and this is Without Your Head. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old-world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. Where we should have The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming at night! Mostly! 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 Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming at night! Hey, and this is Nasty Neil, and I'm back here once again at the station of decapitation without your head a big thank you to uh the previous guest chava cartas and barney berman it's very cool to talk to both of them and uh thanks to our music of the month here jess o'lantern very cool uh really dig her tunes hope you guys like it and anytime you hear some music here on the show go and give them some love on their facebook or their website at the very least. And if you know, if you really dig it, go and, uh, you know, purchase, uh, some tunes or merchandise and, uh, and let them know that, uh, without your head sent you also, of course, a big thanks to our, our band who made our theme song here at without your head. And that is the amazing tomb of Nick cage. And don't forget to follow us over on Twitter without your head. Subscribe on YouTube without your head. There's uh, some new uh, interviews up there, video interviews. Uh, follow us on the Instagram. Subscribe in iTunes, Google Play, 
Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So wherever it is out there, just look for Without Your Head and follow it. Now, uh, coming up here on the live show tonight, we are also going to have three horror icons. Uh, Bill Mosley making his return to Without Your Head. Kane Hodder making his return to Without Your Head. And Michael Berryman also making his return to Without Your Head. And they're all going to be talking about their new movie, The Shed of the Dead, which I had a lot of fun watching. And I'm just going to be honest, sometimes uh, these movies come out that's got a lot of uh, horror icons in it. And um, you get excited and they don't always live up to the hype or the excitement, even if they're not hype. And uh, But this one did. I watched it and I liked I really enjoyed it. It's a zombie movie. But it's a fun zombie movie. There's a lot of original bits in it. Um, it's a, a zombie comedy for people who aren't into that. But people are into that. Uh, I really liked it. And I thought all three of the uh, the known you know the known people were uh, incorporated well into the movie. It wasn't like gimmicky, like oh here's Kane Hodder popping up, you know, in like a cameo. But he's an actual character in the movie. All three of them are. And I had a lot of fun uh, fun with the whole thing. So people dig it. And also, you know, we talk about the, the these three guys a lot, but uh, I really thought the cast uh, did a really good job. And I like the um, the fantasy elements. It's got some D&D nerdum going on in it. And uh, I'm a big D&D fa- uh, player since a kid. And also some miniatures in it. I'm a big Warhammer uh, guy. So uh, really fun movie all around. I hope uh, people check it out. It was uh, it was a standout movie for me. I, I liked it a lot. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, that's going to be a separate podcast. So, so I could separate, um, instead of putting five interviews in one show, but I'm going to be playing the interviews cause, um, I'll be honest, you know, I record them earlier in the day. So stay tuned after I'm done here. I'm not going to stay too long cause I'm flying solo. Uh, those interviews will play. It's a good time. And if you're listening to the podcast, um, after done here, just go and check out uh, the next podcast here on withoutyourhead.com or whatever uh, site you are using to check out the podcast. So I was a huge fan of, um, of last week's uh, game of Thrones and like this, I've actually enjoyed this whole season. Uh, I, I, I think the episode before they had the big battle with, uh, with the, with the night walkers. I love that was probably my, one of my favorite episodes ever on the show is, uh, it wasn't a lot of action. It was dialogue heavy and uh, and character driven. I loved it. I personally probably liked the, those episodes uh, the best. And um, so every week, like I, I love the show, and I go on the internets and I see all these people bitching, and I'm less like, whoa, do they watch the same show as me? Uh, I really like the the the. Now I can see uh, the argument that the night uh, the um, the Night King episode was dark. I watched it on uh, HD big screen TV. And it was it was fine for me, but I understand like uh, depending on how you watch it, it was it was too dark. So at least that's like a um, a valid argument. Uh, the end people were bitching that it was uh, anticlimactic. I don't understand that part. Uh, but this last episode, I honestly thought was one of the most epic episodes of any television show I've ever seen, and so I was just blown away. Um, great endings to a lot of the characters. I'm not going to spoil it here. Uh, great endings to a lot of, a lot of the characters. I thought I, every character that ended was, was perfectly done. 
um, some e- an epic, you know, uh, action. And I thought a lot of uh, it was very dramatic because, like I said, it was the end of a, of our beloved characters and, and big turns for some characters. So when I went online, I was honestly just flabbergasted by by the hate I've seen. And now there's like a petition to redo the whole the whole season, and it's just very very strange to me. I don't know what people uh, were expecting from uh, from this final season of uh, Game of Thrones. I've really enjoyed it, but uh, I mean, I almost think I'm in the minority, or maybe there's just a vocal minority that's very mad. You know, a petition to redo this this the. I mean, let's be honest; it's just a huge waste of time, and it's very very bizarre. I think I don't know. It's it's strange, but I've been really enjoying it. So, hell, I I don't know. I don't know if you really hate something that bad. You probably should just have watched it. I don't know. I know there's only one episode left. It'd be weird to watch for seasons and be like, oh, I'm out of here. But I think there's people that really want it to be like a tween soap opera that they just want like uh, people to be in love and happy, and you know the bad guys to to get beat up. And no one, you know, none of their their favorites to anything bad happen. But I mean, that's really not the show's ever been. So it's it's uh, it was odd. I'll say. Also odd is I read that Chris Rock is rebooting the Saw franchise. It's odd for various reasons. One, Chris Rock's involvement. He's a very talented guy, so it's not that like I don't think he should make something. But I've never heard it that he liked horror movies before. It kind of almost feels like he's cashing in on uh, on the horror movie. I, I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's always been a horror fan. I don't know. But the idea to reboot something so modern, the last Saw movie was 2017, you know, just, just two years ago. Not, you know, not even like a full two years. I'm like, uh, I don't, uh, I just don't get it. Like I'm not, a, I'm not against reboots and, and, uh, and remakes and all stuff, but I don't, I really don't get to rebooting and remaking something. So, so modern and so and so the first one was 2004 it's 15 years ago that's very strange like you know they didn't remake frankenstein like in the 40s so, i don't know it's it's just it seems it's very bizarre to me uh the shining is uh coming out uh a 4k blu-ray coming out this halloween that's very exciting i love it i know it's a uh, it's a movie you really love or hate. I'm I'm in the love category. Uh, so I think people, my opinion has always been: if you love the book before seeing the movie, you uh, you probably have a different opinion. But I think most people who either read the book later or hadn't read the book love the movie. Not everybody, but yeah, uh, I love it. So that's very cool. And that's a movie. Sometimes the older horror movies. I think when you really clean them up, it actually takes away from some of them. Like, honestly, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a better experience if you see like an old print of it as opposed to a really pretty print of it. Because I think uh, the the grittiness is part of the film. But uh, The Shining is meant to be a visual movie. So I think uh, I cleaned up uh, pristine uh, version of The Shining is definitely uh, a plus. So uh, I saw they were putting up a child's play uh, a display when I was at the when I was at the theater this week, and uh, I don't want to be a guy jump on the bandwagon and be and want to be a, a negative Nancy, but uh, Chucky does look weird. I mean, let's just be honest. 
It's a very, it's a very bizarre looking Chucky. Very bizarre. So uh, I'm reading here on JoeBlow.com that uh, John Carpenter is going to uh, direct a uh, a new horror movie. That's very cool. I think that makes all of us happy campers. Uh, let's see here. Midsummer, which is coming up, looks awesome. Um, apparently the uh, the script was leaked, but that's always a bad time. Like uh, you know, when the script gets out there. And... I don't think I've ever read a uh, a uh, leak script, so to me it doesn't really affect me. But I'm sure it's disheartening for uh, for the filmmaker. You know, you don't want your stuff. You 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 want people to go see it and have no idea. Uh, I was just scrolling here on JoeBlow.com, and this I'm sorry, is a quiet for a second because I was like I was lost for words. It says Avengers Endgame director would love to remake Crawl. Of all the movies in the world. Crow. Now I'm a fan of Crow. It's a guilty pleasure of mine. I think it's it's amazing. But it does not need a remake. It's amazing because it's so bizarre and cheesy. So you don't want to take that and like like, oh man, this is a really great story. Let's remake it, you know, with a big budget and and make it all, you know, look amazing. Like, nah, just make something else. That's a very bizarre film. To, I don't know. Remake Crow. I don't want to be the negative guy about the remakes, but that makes no sense to me. All right. Well, I'm not going to stay here too long because I do want to get to these interviews. Shed of the Dead really dug it. Again, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, go and check the, the next podcast out after this one is over. It'll be a good time. By the way, I spread the head contest. I'm going to give that out next week. I was going to give it out this week, but I'm not prepared. Um, all you got to do is share the show. Share without your head on your Facebook page, your Twitter, um, your Instagram, whatever it is, and let me know about it. Uh, email me without your head at gmail.com. Uh, every time you share it on a different, either a different episode or a different uh, media page, uh, that will count as one entry. Uh, so mix all these names up, pull your, pull in, pull two names out and two people will win predator on Blu-ray. It's very exciting. Very exciting. Indeed. That will be mass on uh, Massachusetts. That'll be United States or Canada only. I'm not going to uh, send the Blu-ray to other countries because they also don't work there. So it's, it kind of uh, sucks, but wherever you are, please help us spread the head and share the show. It does help us quite a bit and also check out our uh, merchandise page on amazon because we have official merchandise on amazon it's very cool very exciting all right without further ado this is nasty neil if you're listening live i'm gonna go right into these interviews with um michael berryman bill mosley and Kane Hodder, and we're going to talk about Shed of the Dead. And if you're listening on podcast right after this, the show will play some music by the wonderful music of the month, Jessa Lantern. And then after that, you go and check out the next podcast and listen to these fine interviews. Until then, this is Nasty Neil. Terrible Troy will be back next week. Hey, we got guests next week. Let me pull these guys up. Let me pull these guys up here because it's a pretty cool show. Like every without your head, I mean, is it really any different? They're always pretty sweet. I don't know why I just get mad at everybody, but it's like, you know, 
It's weird doing the show by yourself here. It's like you just feel like if you just stop talking, talking for like a millisecond, it's like, what's going on here? Show's dead. So next week here, live on the show, Andres Kaiser, who uh, directed Feral, which I've not seen yet. I'm looking forward to it, which will also be played at the Ola Mexico Film Festival. Hope people can make it out there if you're in L.A. or you can make it to L.A. And Ken Carpenter from Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, who played Camerahead Cenobite. So very exciting show. Uh, we got some other guests lined up, so uh, check out Without Your Head. There'll probably be some interviews popping up. All right, until next week, this is Nasty Neil. Terrible Troy will be back next week. Jessel Lantern Music of the Month. Amazing guest uh, we just had and coming up. Without Your Head here, the station of decapitation. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 